Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 32. Today, I'm really excited to invite an alumni of two of my online courses, Caitlin Elliott. We're going to talk about all of the things that she's doing from her full-time job to pursuing her creative endeavors. And we're also going to walk through a brilliant idea that I have for her on how she can combine all of her favorite things into a sustainable, profitable business model. Now, if you want to apply to be coached live on the Gold Digger podcast, go to bit.ly slash GDP coaching. Again, that's bit.ly slash GDP coaching. And without further ado, let's dive on into the show. You're listening to the Gold Digger podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey, Gold Diggers. Today I am doing a super special coaching session with my dear student, Caitlin Elliott. Caitlin has taken two of my courses, the Photo Lab and the Instagram Lab, and she's also helped us as a team step in and do some things while we were revamping the courses. Caitlin is a do-it-aller. You're going to hear all about the million things that she's up to, and hopefully today we can cast some light on where she's headed in her goals as she is navigating both a full-time job and her creative passions. She is based in Rhode Island, and I'm going to let her tell you all the things that she's doing because it's pretty remarkable. So, hey, Caitlin. Hi, how are you? 
Good. Welcome to the show. This is going to be so much fun. And these coaching sessions are just awesome. And why I chose you is one, I've been able to follow your journey since you joined the course and really just watch you go from someone who had creative desires to actually going after those things. And I also just think, you know, the side hustle is so real, especially when you're starting out. And so I think that your story is going to be super relatable and people are going to see themselves in you. And what I'm excited about is that we can talk through things that are going to resonate with a lot of creative entrepreneurs. So let's kick it off. Tell people a little bit about what you're doing, both in your full-time job, but also as an entrepreneur. Okay. So by day, I'm a design coordinator. I work for a home fashions company based in Rhode Island. We do wholesale. So we sell to, if you go down any strip, like main strip of stores in your town or wherever you live, you will probably see a store that we sell to. We do tabletops, curtains, rugs, mats on the ground, like kitchen mats or bath mats. We do doormats. We also do, I don't know if I said pillows, but pillows, a ton of stuff. And I am the design coordinator for the floor coverings. So I am the main contact between the factory and the designers and then also the designers and the salespeople. And I filter through the sample requests, the design requests. I'm also on a team that's developing the social media. So I'm in charge of building a social media strategy right now. And... I would say that's about it for my day job. (laughs) On to the other million things. (laughs) While I'm not at work, I do freelance social media photography for friends when they need headshots or lifestyle shots for anything that they do. I've done a few weddings. I have my first wedding on my own large wedding this coming fall, so I'm really excited. I second shoot every once in a while. I also do content creation and copywriting, social media development in my spare time for (laughs) freelance. I don't believe you have any spare time. (laughs) I try, (laughs) but that covers about all. And then I also like to go to the beach, you know, spend time with my recently new fiance and my puppy. (laughs) That's amazing. I see it myself so much in you because, you know, a lot of times creative people are, you're not just creative in one thing, you know, like we have so many passions and desires and so many ideas. And sometimes those ideas are like brilliant. And sometimes we're like, just let them move on. Like this isn't (laughs) the best idea. So let's talk a little bit because what I love to hear about first, and I think it's such a good question is, you know, if you could spend your time doing anything, like what sets your heart on fire? Like, what are you most passionate about in life? I think I'm most passionate about taking pictures and being able to capture a moment to go back and look at later, whether it's, you know, a beach or a wave coming in or a wedding or anything that makes someone's heart skip a beat. I want to help capture that for them. And I also would love to have some sort of creative space where people could come and learn and take classes or have conferences or just meet with other creatives. I don't think that there is a a spot like that. At least I haven't found one in Rhode Island. And I think that it would be important for people my age or young entrepreneurs to have a space like that. And if all else fails, my plan is to have a popsicle shop in a seaside town because I love popsicles. I love all of those things so much. Let's talk for a minute because I think that you and I have something super in common. 
is that we're from small, small towns. Our town that we live in right now is, I think, a little under 12,000 people. And there really isn't community here in the sense of a lot of creative entrepreneurs. You know, there's no Rising Tide Society chapter here. There's nothing like that where it's saying, you know, come show up. You know, we're doing the same thing. So what has that looked like for you in terms of being in such a small town and also being a creative that like really desires community? It's definitely difficult. And a lot of times I feel like there's no one else going through what I'm going through around me. I reach out to a lot of people on Instagram and try and build that community for myself online. But the closest rising tide chapter would be in Providence. However, a lot of times they meet in the mornings and I'm at work during those hours. I can't meet up with them and they always have it on Tuesday morning. So that becomes a real issue for me. So I kind of just try and reach out on my own or I know I'm going into New York for work in two weeks. So I planned a few things while I'm there to try and meet up with people. So it's definitely difficult and it's definitely taken a toll on me mentally because I feel like I can't connect to anyone. And my poor fiance does the best that he can. And he is so supportive <laughs> and will listen to any idea I have. But Sometimes it'd be nice to talk to somebody who actually knows exactly what I'm going through. Yeah, I mean, I can totally relate to that in so many different ways. We definitely don't have that community here in that sense. But I've also found a balance with that. I am. It's funny because I love I could speak to a crowd with no problems. But sometimes having those smaller conversations are harder for me. And so we went to one Rising Tide Society meeting and it was a little overwhelming. It was wonderful. But I spoke at it. And so it was a little like, oh, my gosh, there's all these people here that want to meet me. And am I going to live up to their hype or whatever that is? It was it was very it was wonderful and beautiful. But, yeah, it was very overwhelming. And so, you know, I've kind of learned to have a different kind of community. And it looks more like, you know, connecting with my friends over voice text during the day or reaching out to people and just saying, hey, I'm thinking of you like, what can I pray for you for? Whatever that looks like. And so I feel like I'm in constant conversation with my peers, but it's not necessarily face to face. It's actually very rarely in person. So I can totally relate on that end. Let's talk a little bit about photography because that's something that you're super passionate about. And when I first met you, you <laughs> hadn't really ever done anything. And you took this giant leap into the photo lab and spread your wings. And so let's talk a little bit about that transition, especially over the last year for you. So it was actually around this time last year. Probably mm -hmm. almost to the date, I want to say. <laughs> close. In January, I decided to go out on a limb and sign up for a photography class at Rhode Island School of Design. I had a sophisticated point and shoot, but didn't even have a DSLR. My first class, I went in, asked the teacher what camera I should buy, went out and bought it, and I kind of dove in head first, trying to do everything and anything I could to educate myself. And I had been following along with your story and your career for, I don't even know how long it was at that point. And I was like, I'm taking this class. My mom was like, you're crazy, but okay. She was like, you <laughs> love your mom. <laughs> she supports every and any crazy idea I have. So seriously, God bless her. But she was like, okay, go ahead, go do it. I believe you. And I dove right in, started taking your course. And I was like, 
holy cow, what did I get myself into (laughs) on one hand? But on the other hand, I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. It really helped me become, I want to say who I am today, not just as a photographer, but just when it comes to taking that leap of faith, it has really helped me know that I can do it. I didn't know anything when I started your course, like from client communication to pricing or anything. I had no clue. And now at this point, I'm about to, I've done a few small weddings and I've second shot for weddings in Newport and various places. And now I have booked my first on my own giant wedding coming up this November. So I'm so that's insane. I've come a long way in the past year. So one thing I want to talk about with you, because I mean, first off, like I said, there's so many parallels in our story. And I honestly can remember the exact moment I was driving to work at Target, which was my corporate job. And I was on the phone with this woman who wanted me to invest in advertising. And it was one of those do or die moments where it was like, if I don't believe in myself enough to invest, who is going to believe in me to do the work? And so it was very similar to your story. And it was a risk, like it was a gamble. You know, it was scary. But I've always found in my life that whenever I've done something like that, that feels a little risky. I've always made sure that I wasn't wrong. You know, so it's like you go out and you do the work extra hard because you're like, I'm going to make sure this is worth every penny. Yes. And so I love that about you. So, okay, one thing I want to talk about, and I'm only going to bring this up because I know you and your heart is let's talk about confidence, because I think that that is your Achilles heel when it comes to a lot of your creative endeavors. And I think that it's something that so many of us struggle with and we don't necessarily talk openly about it because it feels awkward and sometimes it's even hard to verbalize. So what has that confidence or maybe lack of confidence looked like in terms of you pursuing what you love? I'm very hesitant to market myself and I I really don't. The reason I booked this wedding is because somebody, she had messaged me on Instagram telling me she loved my photography work and asked if I would shoot her wedding. I was like, well, I actually have this website. Like, (laughs) you want to check it (laughs) out? By the way. I was like, I have done a few. But I think from all of the experiences I've had growing up and the things that have happened to me throughout my life, I am very hard on myself. I also think that relates back Mm -hmm. to gymnastics, which is another thing we have in common. Mm -hmm. Yep. I am such a perfectionist that I have this fear, not of failing, but of the shame from failing. I strive Mm -hmm. to be perfect in everything I do. And I think that really takes a toll on my confidence because if I don't do something perfectly, I think it's horrible and I'm not willing to put it out there. So I think there's probably a dozen paintings or so and different things sitting in our guest room that I'm just not willing to share with people because I'm too scared that that they're going to be like, what is that? Or that's not good enough or compare me to somebody else. And meanwhile, it's just because I'm comparing myself. I have this like mindset that everything has to be perfect. That's not real life. So I think I'm just trying to work my way through that. Totally. And one of the things that I really learned while I was in Hawaii, it was actually, it was such an interesting month of like quiet. But one thing that I really learned was, and had this like clarity on, is that we sit with our failures. Like we actually 
dwell on them and sit with them for so long. And we assume that everyone else is doing the same. So like, let's say, I mean, and they're not usually even failures. Maybe they're mistakes or like things that didn't turn out exactly correct. And what I realized is that like everyone else is sitting in their own failures. They're too busy to be looking at you. And it was this shift in my mindset of like we can either choose to sit with our success or we can choose to sit with our failures. And I was watching, oh, you know what, what it happened? It was on TV, of course. I was watching <laughs> Top Chef and I lo- we love Top Chef. And Sheldon, who is from Hawaii, who is in Maui, we went to his restaurant. He got That's kicked so cool. off and he was, he was the top third, like the top three guy. And he was like, I am so embarrassed. I can't believe this happened. But I was looking at him and I'm like, you made it to the top three. That's freaking insane like I can't wait to support you I'm so proud of you and I realized like this man is like going to beat himself up over this victory that was in my opinion a success and watching him and how hard he was on himself on the show and just how broken he felt yet as a consumer I was like dude like you're killing it like I'm so proud of you and I don't even know you you're just on TV (laughs) it really shifted the way that I was thinking about things because I'm like you know we feel like people have this microscope on us but in reality everyone has their microscope on themselves and so it really helped me to let go of some of that perfection And to really just start to put things out there, even when I haven't proofread them and my mom sends errors or even when (laughs) it's not totally complete. Oh my gosh. She texts me like every day and she'll screenshot it and she'll be like, I think you meant to say this. I'm like, thanks mom. Thanks mom. If you're listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So one thing that I, you know, when it comes to confidence and I think that You know, think of back to our gymnastics days, like when you knew you could just nail a routine and you were like almost excited for it. But then maybe the next event was beam and you're like, oh, crap, I'm going to totally mess this up and fall. You know, when did you perform better? Like when you were feeling good, you know, and watching you and like the potential you have. Sometimes I just wish there was a switch that I could turn up so that you could just have that, you know, walk out and salute and go and just do the damn thing because you can. (laughs) And, you know, it's, it's one of those things as a creative that I think keeps us creative is not having this full confidence. Cause I think if we were ever fully confident, we might stop striving to be better. And so I think it's just part of life in the way that God wired us to never feel fully content. Cause we shouldn't more, you know, we're on the earth, Yeah. but yeah. So I'm just excited to kind of see as you continue to gain that momentum. And, you know, after you do this first big wedding and, you know, you can see like, Hey, I did this and, you know, and keep growing that. I'm really excited for that. So I'm just really like pumped to watch you go for it. What do you think, you know, so then you also took the Instagram lab, which is pretty awesome. And you've been doing a ton of social media management, not just for yourself, but for other brands. Let's talk about that a little bit because you have so many different creative endeavors. Yes. So I took the Instagram lab. First and foremost, I did not want to sign up for social media when it became a thing. I was like, (laughs) I'm just going to stick to my blog and be my own, you know, whatever. And my friends convinced me. And from that moment on, I was hooked, like (laughs) tweeting galore and throwing every image I could on Instagram. Please do not backstalk me because (laughs) that is embarrassing. But I saw that you had the Instagram live and I was like, okay, the marketing lab, like totally helped me out. I was like, 
on cloud nine. So I was like signing up for this. No doubt. I want to do social media for the top of the top brands. And so I was like, sign me up. And from that moment on, I feel like it helped just me gain engaged followers and create consistent content. I was, I knew how to tweak my language for different brands and it really helped build that confidence when it came to social media. That's one thing I, I do feel confident in my ability most of the time. Every once in a while, you know, I'll second guess myself, but a lot of the times I think I have a, a handle on that. And most recently I, I no longer do freelance work for her, but I was recently doing freelance work for Lauren Hope, a jewelry designer based in Rhode Island. So that was a lot of fun. She sells to places like Nordstrom and whatnot. And I really enjoyed that. And I, I think that's something I need to go after more is just reaching out to brands mm-hmm. and saying, let me help you with this. Or is there anything that you feel like you could be doing better? Let me help you with it. That sort of thing. Or I feel like you can do this better or you should be doing, you know, maybe you should try this. You'll get more interactions or things like that. I think mm-hmm. that's something I need to take that leap of faith and just go after. That's awesome. And I think too, so many times, like some of the coolest opportunities in our lives just happen through that first message, you know, like, Hey, I've been following you. Like you're doing so awesome. Like if you ever need a hand with this or if I can ever help you in any way. And one of the coolest things that I've learned, especially is, I mean, we get while I was away, I never realized this, but Caitlin, my Caitlin, who helps out with everything, (laughs) she's like, you get like 200 emails a day. And I I had no idea because I don't see them all because she is amazing. But so many of those emails do not come from a place of like serving. It's always like asking or, you know, what can Jenna do for me? And what I love about like how you're approaching this is more like, hey, like I'm really good at this. Like how can we partner together to create something even bigger or better, you know? And I think that that totally changes. And I also want to point out that like I can even tell over the phone that you you light up when you talk about social media. And so I think that that's something you have to continue pursuing because there is that confidence there. And you know now like what it takes to have engaged followers and in the right followers, not just, you know, numbers, but like actual humans with beating hearts that are excited to hear or read or see what you're doing. So I think a lot of that has to do with the course, though. I was confident before, but I I didn't think I was doing things correctly or in the most efficient way or things like that. And I think after taking the Instagram lab course, it really helped me with all of that. That's amazing. Okay. So what is, let's say right now you're planning a wedding, you're snuggling your puppy, you're doing a full-time job, plus all of these creative endeavors. What do you think success would look like? Like if we were to get on the phone a year from now, which probably will happen or we'll probably talk, what would it look like for you to say like, yes, I am a success. What are you working towards right now? That is just that thing in your life that you really want to get to? I would love my job to involve more social media, whether Mm -hmm. it be running all of the channels for my full-time job now or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. I think that would be ideal or even if pretty much any social media job would be ideal for me, along with having the confidence to really go out there and shoot weddings or even open a print shop 
along with my site, I think would be mm-hmm. really cool and definitely be a success for me because just that it has to do with the, the confidence of doing all of that would be huge for me to be like, I can do that and I can mm-hmm. sell my work. Girl, and you can. Like, that's the best part is that you can. Like, I'm over here, like, shaking my head, like, duh, you can do all of these things. Like, that's not even a question. So one idea that I have for you, and let's just kind of talk through, and if it's totally not up your alley, you can be like, eh, sorry. Have you ever considered, like, approaching brands that maybe are struggling with their social media content and offering, like, an all-encompassing package where you would shoot their items and style them and then put together their social media strategy have you ever considered this like all-encompassing package idea I think that would be like a dream for me your dream yeah yeah (laughs) now just making that happen (laughs) yeah well and I mean honestly I think one of the biggest problems that a lot of brands have is that they have these awesome products or services but they're not sure exactly how to communicate them both in words and images and so something that I've learned over the years especially as a photographer and someone who does collaborations with other brands is that brands just need good imagery like they know they need strong imagery and a voice and so you look at brands like Nike that's you know so recognizable like you could see a Nike ad from a mile away and know it was them and you see how they are reaching out to different athletes or people to work with them because they understand that it can't just be the Nike swoosh it can't just be the product it has to be this relationship and this connection created in that and I think that you have a gift at doing that and you desire this community you know you have this strong desire in your heart to create and foster this community so imagine if you had five clients where you would set up you know a one day shoot you'd style all their products you'd shoot them on different backdrops or on people or whatever that looks like and then you would take those images and put together a 30 day social media strategy saying this is what you're going to post then this is what you're going to post then And imagine like, you know, I just picture like printing out those photos and making a grid on a big poster board and saying, look at how beautiful this looks like this could be your feed. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would that would be perfect. Like 100 (laughs) percent like perfection. That's what I need to do. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what you need to do. And I think, too, especially where you are in this small town, like I'm even thinking about, you know, where we live in Wisconsin, like there, my friend owns a pub. Like, what if I went over and took photos of their food and just, you know, had them create like their five favorite dishes and then styled them and gave them these images to use and shot them on different backdrops? You know, brands just need images. And I think, too, they need images that they can use and reuse often. And so when you think about like all the silly things we do to style a photo for Instagram, just think if you had all these things in one space and you spent a day shooting them so that you'd have cohesive lighting, cohesive backdrops, and then you know how to use hashtags, you know, all the ins and outs. And I think that so many brands don't have dedicated social media people. And so it's usually an afterthought. But if you can say like, here's the importance of having this be at the forefront of your business, here's a way that marketing is going. Here are, you know, people that you could collaborate with so that you can get your stuff seen on other people's feeds. Like there is so much room for you to foster a community and create connection while doing what you love. 
I feel like your heart would be on fire if that was what you got to do every day. I think my heart's on fire just listening <laughs> to you talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go do this now. <laughs> what? But yeah, I mean, I think that also too, it could be a super profitable business model because your only expense really is your time. You already own your camera. Maybe you'd buy a few different card stocks to style things on, but those cost a dollar. And then just your time. And so it could be a really profitable business model. And while I think that you could kill it as a wedding photographer, I think that lacking confidence can really hinder the way that you feel leading up to a wedding. You know, like if you're nervous already now, which I still get nervous before weddings, that there's no, you know, lying about that. That. I have nightmares all the time that I drop my camera into a lake. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have this reoccurring nightmare. It's terrible. But like, think of how relaxed it would be to say like, hey, I have four hours to shoot products and how cool it would be to give people images of their work. You know, I think that that's such a so gift. much fun for me. Just sitting there, like not having to worry about things that would not make me nervous at all. That would, yes, I'd kill it. <laughs> you really would. And, you know, I think that this is going a totally different direction than I even thought it would possibly go. But when I heard you talk about different things, I can hear the energy in you. And I just feel like you have this calling towards, you know, helping people develop strategy in social media and you've been doing it, but I think that you could take it you know, 10 steps bigger and better, which is really, really exciting. So what's going through your head right now, I guess? <laughs> that you just like completely described my dream job. And it's something that I think I need to create for myself because obviously no one else is going to create it for me. And I think I just need to, to go after it and just kind of take that leap of faith and trust in myself that I can do it. And that okay, I would so be good at it. You can do it. So, okay, let's develop a five-step plan that we're going to put into place. And then I am going to be your accountability partner in this. So okay. let's talk about what you would need to do in order to do this. So one thing we had talked about before we hopped on is that you want to become a legitimate business this year. That was one of your big goals. So creating an LLC. Oh. So there are a few different ways you can do that, right? Or are you registered? I'm not registered yet. And I, I think the thing holding me back was that I'd want to register as my name and my name is changed changing next spring. So I'm like, uh, how does this work? I think you could still do Caitlin Elliott. I think that's a great name. And even after you get married, you could still function as that and just keep your social media handles that. And then like on Facebook for your personal page, you could do Caitlin Elliott. Are you keeping your last name at all or no? I'm not. And I'm kind of obsessed okay. with what my name is going to become. I know it's so weird, but what like, is it? Caitlin James. And it'll, oh, that's you know, my beautiful. Name and, will be Caitlin Elizabeth James. And I just feel like it's got oh. such a good ring to it. Elizabeth James is Mary Kate and Ashley's clothing line. Did you know that? I did. My sister and I call each other Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, then you could register under that name too. Like you can do whatever. I had to change my name multiple times because I could never make up my mind on my business, which is hilarious. And so when you do that, you just have to fill out some forms and you might have to pay like $50 or something. But when I first registered my business, I did it under legal Zoom. And then the last time when I switched it, I had my accountants kind of do everything for me. So step number one is being too legit to quit. And I actually, I believe I did a blog post about that as well in just what yes, you need to do to do that. 
Yes. So that would be where I would want you to start. But when we talk about this dream job of yours that we are going to create, what I would love for you to do is to start paying closer attention to companies in your area and start to follow their strategy so that you feel like when you reach out to them, you can say specifics. And we all know when we get like a generic email, you know, like where somebody's like just reaching out to like 20 people. And so what I would love for you to do is that when you go to reach out to somebody, let's say it's, well, for instance, you were working with a jewelry designer. So let's say it's a different one. You could say like, Hey, I noticed your post about this on this date. I really loved it. Here are some things that, you know, I think could help your engagement. Or I noticed that, you know, you have all these likes, but you could really, I know there's an opportunity for you to get more followers or, you know, come at it from a place of service in giving them a compliment and telling them what you love about them. Because obviously, if you're going to work with them, you've got to at least like them. You can meet up with people and say, hey, here's what I've noticed. I would love to offer you free headshots if you want to grab coffee and I can explain a little bit more what I do or just like offer some sort of service just to get that relationship started. Because I think a lot of people know that they need to be better at social media, but it's all going to come in the form of communication and how this could actually impact their bottom line to make them see that the expense is worth it. And what's so cool is that you would be taking that off of their plate, you would be giving them images, and then you would be planning it all out for them. So for them, I mean, I feel like it would be a no brainer, like, you know, because not a lot of places don't do it all encompassing, like they'll manage it for you, but you got to provide the images or their captions aren't anything that, you know, would make people want to engage with it. And I think you know how important that is. So the other thing too would be really cool is, you know, to reach out to people and just create some sort of community type thing that you could do, whether it's just a wine night or you know, to create a community since you can't attend those rising tide meetings and it's not necessarily right where you live, pulling together some of the local business owners and just saying, hey, like, let's all get together and chat, you know, because I think one of the coolest things about you and what I've noticed even in the Facebook groups for the courses is that you really desire like real relationships. And I think that that's a trait that would benefit you so deeply in this pursuit. I agree. I think that's a great idea. I already have like some people in mind too. So <laughs> Good. Good. And I think too, like what would be so cool is to even just start small and work with one brand and maybe even, I mean, I hate to say do it for free, but maybe even just say, let me take over your feed for a week and let me show you the difference. Because I think a lot of times if you could take a screenshot of their feed before and then, you know, even do like 12 posts for them or something or 10 posts for them and show them the difference both visually and engagement, the proof is in the pudding right there. And that would give you the confidence to say, hey, I know how to do this. Like, look at what I did with this brand and look at how their numbers rose or their engagement rose. And that would be so cool because even I mean, not a lot of brands are even using things like hashtags like that simply could change it for them, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, and we were kind of joking about like, like I say the same thing. Like if people scroll back in my feed, it is hilarious. I've never deleted anything like from way back there. And so it's really cool to show the growth. And I think that 
you know, for some companies that might not necessarily have this in their budget, it would be so important to be able to communicate how this is going to help them be more profitable and also how it's going to free them up from worrying about doing this or feeling guilty for not using social media so that they can focus where they're more profitable in their business. I just feel like I need to get up and go contact. I have this person in my head that I'm like, I need to go email her. It's not necessarily a brand. It's a, a storefront. But yeah, I just oh, no, that's like amazing. I just know that social media after talking to the owners in the store, they it's just not something they're into. And mm-hmm. I just think I could help them so much with it that I just I want to do it like right now. It makes well, me so excited after like, talking to you about it. Good. And I like I think too, it's so fun. Like I really enjoy shooting products and styling things. Like it's just really therapeutic for me to like take chaos and make it look good. But it's also such a joy to give people images of their work that they are proud of. Because so many times like people have just incredible work. They just have really bad photos of it. And so it never translates. And so the gift that you have to be able to give people that and then also to, you know, maybe you could sit down and ask them questions about like why did they start your like why did they start the storefront what are they most passionate about what do they do outside of the business where is their favorite place they've traveled to so that you could have storylines to tell throughout the feed to create even deeper connection than just the products you are brilliant (laughs) i don't know about that but i'm like getting excited for you (laughs) i it just i think it took somebody else to like be like hey everything you do in your brain is possible. Mm-hmm. Like everything I'm, I think about on a daily basis, like combine that into one thing and you can do that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I didn't think it was possible, but I feel like you're giving me the tools right now to, <laughs> to do it all. Well, you don't even need permission. Okay. So we have two. So first become an LLC, which you can go for your married name and just do it. Cause then don't let that hold you back. Then you're going to create a list of brainstorming ideas. And what I want for you to do is create a little album in your phone and screenshot all of their current feeds and kind of write down maybe where they're at in terms of engagement. Kind of like that first exercise we do in the Instagram lab where it has you okay. write down the engagement so that yeah. you have tangible numbers where you can say, hey, I noticed that you're only posting this many times a week and each post is getting about this many likes because I think people will also be impressed that you took the time to actually look into what they're currently doing and then saying like, I study this stuff. I know this stuff. I've done this stuff for other people. I would love to help you out. And what I think would be really cool is to offer, you know, some sort of like trial phase so that you don't have to convince them that it's worth it so that they can see that it's worth it. And so even if you just did a one week long takeover for them and just showed them like, Hey, I can take this off your plate. This is what it's going to look like. This is the increase in engagement. Here's your increase in followers and what that looks like for them. And also being able to communicate like this is going to take a little bit of time. If your audience isn't used to you posting every day, it might take them a little bit to get going on it, you know? If they're not used to interacting with your posts, it's just going to take them a little bit to get used to that invitation. But you have all these tools, you know them, you've done them yourself. And so why the heck could you not do them for other people? And what a blessing would that be to mix your passion with photography with this and, you know, put everything together that you've been learning. It's gotten crazy. I know. I feel like I could just use exactly what I did for myself with this within the course and within over the last year, 
Mm-hmm. And if I had the ability to do that for a brand or a company, I feel like their following and everything would just skyrocket. I know. I mean, uh-huh. personally, I've gotten over 500 within like the last, mm, I don't know, six months, I'd yeah. say. And if I could do that for a brand, I feel like it would be an even larger number. Totally. But I, wow. I need to do this. I'm excited. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what I would do. And then I would just try to get in front of them and, you know, whether that's just like a casual lunch date or whatever, and just offer them something for their time so that it doesn't feel like you're just trying to sell something to them. So whether that's like, hey, I noticed you're not in your feed at all, or your bio photo isn't even of you. Would you like a beautiful photo so that you could use that? I would love to gift that to you. And I'm just really out here seeking community. And I want to let you know how I can help you. And then when they see the changes and they want to sign up for like the full Mondo package, that's when you could, you know, get their products, style them, do a little half day shoot or whatever that looks like, get enough content for a month, map it all out, show them what that looks like, and then take over for them. And, you know, there's so many awesome apps nowadays that can help you plan out your posts. And so you wouldn't have to constantly be working. You know, you could sit down for a day and just rock it out and make sure that the story is cohesive and it's all building off of the last post and sharing the heart of their mission. And I think so many business owners have these awesome missions, but they really struggle at communicating them. And so it'd be really a great relationship building to sit down and ask those questions and be able to share that with their audience so that they're connected to the owners too, which is so cool. Definitely. I think building that connection is so important for brands. I think it's something they forget is that there's, Mm -hmm. there's people behind the brands. And I think if I was able to help build that as long as create beautiful content, the possibilities are endless. I feel like. Yes. Oh my gosh. So, okay. We're almost out of time, which I feel like we could talk about this for hours and I will be following up with you because I'm really excited just to help you create this dream job. What has been the biggest takeaway that you've had over this last year of just going for it, like actually diving in and making things happen for yourself? That you don't need permission to do what makes you happy and that it's Mm -hmm. possible to achieve your dreams even while doing a thousand other things if Mm -hmm. you want to do something you'll make time for it and I feel like that's a bunch of different thoughts I'll put into one but I think I've had all of those different takeaways just really that it's it's possible and that you don't need somebody to tell you to like you need to tell yourself to go after your dreams Mm-hmm. Don't be the one that's in your own way. Like that's exactly. the, the hardest thing. And I think too, you know, I think sometimes when people hear me speak or listen to me now, they think that I was always this way, but I was not at all. And I think that over time, when you see, you know, even just little goals getting achieved and little things happening, it just does your confidence builds, not in that you're like doing perfect work, but your confidence in knowing that you are capable of that makes you feel like you could take on just about anything. And I think that, you know, it'll happen for you and it'll continue to grow. And it's just the, the opportunities are endless for you. And I think that it's going to be so fun, guys. You got to follow Caitlin. So where can everybody find you? And guys, you have to check out her website because we <laughs> now know that she has one, even if she's not putting it out there. Yes. Where can we find? So my website is kateelliot.com. So it's C-A-I-T-E-L-L-I-O-T-T.com. And then 
it gets a little confusing because apparently there's a lot of Kate Elliott's and Caitlin Elliott's out there. So on Instagram, <laughs> I'm Caitlin Elliott with three T's. So I'll spell it for you. C-A-I-T-L-I-N-E-L-L-I-O-T-T-T. Perfect. <laughs> extra T. Just add an extra T for good yeah. measure. That so is Kate amazing. Kate Elliott on Instagram and Kate Elliott is my website. Perfect. And guys, I just want to encourage you, like if you're at a place where you are ready to take the plunge or if you're, you know, you have this dream, but you're just not sure how to go after it. It does not need to be my course at all or anything I offer, but I really challenge you to invest in your education. I think that there are so many different things begging for our money and our time. But the best things that I've ever done in myself is to really take the time to learn from people that I admire. And so whoever that is in your life or whoever inspires you or whoever's living a life that you're like, this is something that I aspire to be like. If you have any extra funds before you invest in tons of equipment or advertising or other things like that, I urge you to really just take a leap into education and I mean, I think, Caitlin, you're a really good example of I don't know if you would have grown so fast in one year had you not have taken that leap. Do you agree? Oh, I agree 100 percent. I truly feel that your courses changed my life. 100%. Like makes me want to cry. I'm in an ugly cry. So thank you so much for just being a part and being so candid and open and also for all of the value you add to my Facebook groups and just being you. You have been someone that I've just loved to watch and continue to connect with and we are kindred spirits so you're stuck with me. But guys, thank I can't you. wait to see what Caitlin does and make sure you're following along and thank you for being a part of this Gold Digger Coaching episode. Thank you for having me. I loved it. It was so much fun. You are awesome. So until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.